bringing attention to this moment. How do we feel? What's the texture of this present, this present reality? Recollecting there's no right or wrong, good or bad in what we experience. But it's brought into balance. Whatever the patterns of feeling and perception might be, it's brought into balance by the attitude towards it. That's the integrating, balancing agent is how this moment is held. If there's a grasping of it, it's pushing away, then we're out of balance. The simple quality of attending, receiving. fully participating in this moment, then there's a quality of balance, integration, however we might happen to feel, comfortable or uncomfortable, sleepy or wakeful. When mindfulness and wisdom recognizes the patterns of this moment as simply patterns of nature, attributes of Dhamma, then intrinsically the effect of that is peacefulness, ease, clarity. As we go through the, the day, there are many different uh, themes or directions we can give to the practice or the, the efforts that we're making. But one helpful, simple direction is to take a simple theme to say, to notice what posture you're in at any one time, walking, sitting, standing, lying down, and simply to notice the changing of one posture to another. Or to set the intention here at the beginning of the day that whenever you walk anywhere, whether it's on the meditation path, walking towards the, the dining room, walking across the floor of this shrine room, whenever there's walking, 
is to bring the attention into the feet. You see, if throughout the day you can do that, just to develop that as a habit, a skillful training. And as you bring attention to the to the feeling in the feet, the action of walking, and to reflect. Is there anybody going anywhere? Where do I think I'm going? And to consider that that uh, reflection of Lumpur Sumatos. In actual fact, there's nobody going anywhere. There are just conditions of mind that are changing. So just to take a simple theme like that, to set the intention at the beginning of the day, to notice whenever there's walking going on, and then to hold that experience of walking within that context of wisdom. To notice the perception of the body walking, but to ask, Is there anybody going anywhere? Or are we just experiencing the conditions of mind coming and going and changing? So we take that simple, utterly unremarkable everyday act of walking and we turn it into an occasion to awaken to Dhamma to the fundamental reality that's the very fabric of this moment of our lives and all things the ordering principle of the universe mental, spiritual, physical Or if we wish, take a different theme. Say the reflection on Anicca, to consciously develop the Anicca Sanya, the perception of Anicca. To use this day to cultivate that, that habit of seeing all things as uncertain. Here in this quiet, serene environment of the retreat, see how consistently we can do that. To meet every perception, every judgment, with a question. Is this a sure thing? Are our coughs and sneezes ever going to end? Not sure. Is it going to get worse or is it going to get better? Not sure. Does he know something I don't? Not sure. Developing this perception 
this way of seeing, is taking this as one simple exercise to cultivate, to develop. Here in the hall, walking through the corridor, eating your breakfast, pruning the roses, cleaning the bathroom, whatever it might be that we're experiencing during the day, to see, can we keep bringing this reflection to mind? Can we keep inquiring, sustaining the interest in that? Just to notice how many things we judge, we have opinions about, we take to be absolutely real. This is right, that's wrong, this is good, that's bad. I approve, I disapprove. I like, I don't like. That's beautiful, that's ugly. Small and subtle ways. Dozens, hundreds of times during the day. The mind is, is leaping into its perceptions and creating them as absolute values. Remembering the past, expecting the future, planning, recollecting, approving, disapproving, hoping, fearing, regretting, rejoicing. Oh, that was so wonderful. Is that a sure thing? Oh, that was awful. Is that a sure thing? I really hope that. Are you sure? Well, I'm really dreading. Oh, why is that? Are you sure it's going to be so bad? Not using this just as a kind of repetition of a mantra, anicca, 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 but actually asking those questions, changing your view. And when we bring that into being, when we change that view, when we really question, are you sure? Is that a sure thing? See what happens in the heart when that uncertainty is, is entertained when that uncertainty, that flexibility, is recognized. What happens in the heart? See how that, uh, that triggers, that catalyzes the liberating insight. Of course, all that arises passes away. All things are transient. Empty, uncertain. This is the nature of all things, all the time. <coughs> so in developing the Anicca Sanya, we're bringing our view into accordance with reality, establishing right view. And the Buddha said, just as the lightning of the sky for uh, for 
foretells is the forerunner of the, the rising of the sun, so too, right view is the forerunner of all wholesome states. Just as now the sky is lightening, the day is beginning, the dawn has come. It's the forerunner of the rising of the sun. Right view is the forerunner of everything wholesome within us. And the centerpiece, the core of right view, is that recognition that all things are uncertain. By its very thingness, there is uncertainty in every experience. There's change, transiency. So we can take this as a theme for the day. That's our inclination, just to, to make that a task. How often, how regularly can I remember to see the anicca, the uncertainty of all things, in my actions, my judgments, my plans, my memories? Can that be sustained? And what's the effect? What happens in, in our heart? What's the result when that right view is established? Explore. We can see for ourselves. We don't need to make it too complicated or demanding or confusing for ourselves, so we don't have to be applying a whole range of different themes or reflections during the day. Just, uh, just take one. Take a single theme that appeals to you, that has meaning. It's interesting, or seems to have value. Just take one simple theme and develop it for a day. Take it to heart. Like noticing the act of walking or noticing anicca. Let's take one simple, discreet theme place that at the center of your of your concerns, your interest for the day. See what the effect is. See how that changes us. See what it brings. A third suggestion might be to see how 
regularly and completely, you can notice the presence of the nada sound. Not just here in the hall where everything is quiet, outside on the walking path, while you're eating your food, brushing your teeth, pruning the roses. Can we notice it? Can we pick it up? Can we train ourselves to listen to it, to hear it, in the midst of everyday activity? Even as we are listening to a Dhamma talk, can we hear it? Is it present? And in the same way, we can take a day just to consciously develop that, just make that a theme, a centerpiece of our efforts for the day, just to see how often, how completely, we can listen to the nada sound. Just as a simple training exercise, what distracts us? How do we lose it? How long are the breaks between the time when we become distracted and recollect that we've forgotten to listen? <laughs> Again, just taking a simple theme like this, picking it up, working with it, developing it, and then seeing what the results are. If we do train ourselves to listen, to attend to the inner sound, what's the effect of that? As we go about our tasks and live our day, what's the effect? of that inner listening. What are its blessings? What are the difficulties? What does it bring? Again, don't make things too complicated or over-involved, but just uh, take a simple theme like one of these or another of your own your own interest your own choice consciously bring it up work with it for the day this way we develop the skills ourselves we learn ourselves What's helpful? What's obstructive? What's difficult? What's easy? What brings benefit? What causes confusion? Complication? We see for ourselves. We learn ourselves. And this is really the only kind of learning that we, that we do. Hearing from the outside is one thing. Gathering the information from outside is one thing, but it's the hands-on tasks that we do ourselves, the learning that happens within us. That's where the changes really get brought about.
Now, in all these different approaches to practice, these various different efforts, there's a blending of, of two particular qualities. In the attributes of the Buddha that we we recite, one of these is vijja charana sampano. Vijja is awareness, knowing. Charana is conduct, action. Sampano means to be accomplished or to be uh, consummately expert, fully perfected. Avijja charana sampano means one who is perfect in knowledge and conduct, or whose action and whose, whose wisdom are perfectly fused with each other. Avijja is the transcendent unattached, unentangled element, that which is completely transcendent, that's utterly gone, beyond, unattached, unentangled. And charana is the element which is perfectly attuned, completely in accord with life, participating, belonging to the world, fully embodying the world of the four elements, the six senses, fully attuned to the material reality and the laws of the natural world, imminent, present, utterly here. So in these kind of practices, developing a mindfulness of walking or listening to the nada sound, whatever it might be that we, we pick up on and choose to follow, there's a, an attention to the action, the charana, the activity, which is on the one hand that quality of attunement, participation, and then there is the quality of awareness and knowing, transcendence, the that which lets go of everything. Now these two work together. That which is fully aware of what is being done and then the care with, with which things are being done. Vicha and Charana, they work together. That which is totally gone and transcendent, lets go of all things, is unattached to all things. And charana, that which is fully attuned, participating, belonging, involved, engaged. That which holds the world skillfully, which loves the world. 
Now the balancing of these two, vijja and charana, the integration of these two, is the middle way itself. Many years ago, Lumpocha said to the the newly newly ordained uh, Bhikkhu Sumato, Sumato, you must find it confusing. Because Dhamma is all about letting go, and the Vinaya, the monastic discipline, is all about holding on. So, you must find this confusing, mustn't you? And he said, yes, actually, I do. Dhamma, the Dhamma side of it is all about relinquishing, abandoning, letting go, non-attachment. The Vinaya side, the monastic training, is the 10,000 do's and don'ts of being a monk and looking after your robes and how to eat and how to relate to food and people, property. And when Lumpur said that, uh, Ajahn Sumedho thought, okay, now he's going to explain how that, how these two cooperate, collaborate together. But all he said was, well, when you figure out how those two work together, you'll be fine. So it's a conundrum, isn't it? How the immanent and the transcendent, how vijja and charana work together, but they do. And this is the mysterious nature of the middle way. How to care about every detail, but to be totally unburdened. to honor and respect every convention, every nuance of of right and wrong, with sincerity, integrity, and yet to be totally unattached at the same time. How do we do that? But yet we can. To care and not to care. Without hypocrisy, without confusion. We can do that. Well, this time we have together is an ideal opportunity to develop this kind of skill. To learn how to care and not to care. to be sincere in every effort, but to create no stress about what we do. This is the ideal environment in order to to discover that mysterious balancing point, the middle way. And when it's discovered, when we find that, that wonderful middleness, what's called uh, Tatra Majatata, in the middle of thatness. Tatra Majatata. (coughs) When we discover that wonderful balance, 
Notice how that feels. Let that be fully acknowledged, attended to. Notice the quality of that when that balance is found. We don't have to create a concept about it, like learning to ride a bicycle. It's not a concept, but it's a, a whole body learning. It's not an idea about it, but it's a mode of being. So when we find that in those moments, let yourself be fully aware of that, attend to that, what that quality of balance feels like. How is it? Let it be fully known. <laughs> 